Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. The purpose of these YouTube videos is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day that it was written. Today we are continuing our study on the pastoral epistles. This is lesson number five and deals with 1 Timothy chapter 5 where we're given general instructions for the local church. We now join in progress part six of our continuing study. First Timothy chapter five and verse 15 says, for some are already turned aside after Satan. Now who's this some? Well, it's some of these young widows. They fell in love with the world, just like Demas. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. They're like the women mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 6. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lust. This is young widows who have turned from serving the Lord. And he says they've already turned aside after Satan. You know, you're either going to follow the Lord or you're going to follow the devil. Preacher, it's our job to preach this. It won't be a popular message, I'll guarantee you that. They've turned aside. They've gotten off the right path. They've turned into that which leads to destruction and disaster. They've gone their own way. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 says, Many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Pernicious means destructive in immoral ways. They're following the devil like Eve when she was tricked into following the devil. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says Eve was beguiled by the serpent. So these have been beguiled, tricked. Their minds have been corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Then in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 16, it says, If any man or woman that believeth have widows, let them relieve them. It goes on to say, And let not the church be charged, that it may relieve them that are widows indeed. And remember, widows indeed are those that are desolate. If any man, any man or woman that believeth, have widows, male or female, member of the family. We find in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4 and verse 8, if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home. Verse 8, if they provide not for his own, if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith is worse than an infidel taking care of the needs of the young widows is the responsibility of their grown children. And let not the church be charged. Don't leave it to the church to take care of them. You take care of them. That frees up the church to take care of those that are truly widows. 1 Timothy chapter 5, again, verse 3 and verse 5 says, Honor widows that are widows indeed. 
That's defined in verse 5 as widows indeed are desolate, trusteth in God, continueth in supplication, and prayers night and day. That's a widow indeed. In Acts chapter 6 and verse 1, in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. The reality is, is that the early church took care of widows, and we should take care of widows, but those that are widows indeed. Now, turning from widows in the church, now we consider, as we come to verse 17, elders and pastors. 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17 says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Let the elders, if any man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. The position of being an elder in the church, a bishop or a pastor, is a voluntary position. His primary job is to feed the sheep, care for the lambs, watch over the church. Jesus speaks of that to Peter in John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. Look at it. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. So you notice that he says twice, feed my sheep. He says, feed the lambs. Feed the lambs, feed the sheep, feed the sheep. That's the responsibility of the preacher. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 4 says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but, as, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. So we're to take care of the flock of God. We have the right motive in taking care of it. Feed the flock of God. Taking the oversight thereof. Doing it willingly and not for money. But of a ready mind. That means our minds are ready to do what God wants, ready to feed the sheep, ready to care for them, ready to look out for them. And this we do by ministering to them. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14 says, We exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. We look out for God's children 
the sheep that have been committed to our care. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 6 says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which ye have received of us. So we not only take care of the sheep, we see that the sheep are protected from those that would mislead them. We protect them. Psalm 23 and verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He's talking about the shepherd. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now the rod is used on the enemy, while the staff is used on the sheep. And just seeing that the shepherd is standing there with his rod and with his staff, is a comfort to the sheep, and that's what we should be. And we're to protect the sheep from wicked behavior in the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 13 says, But them that are without God judgeth, therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. The Bible says simply, let the world take care of the world. Our job is the church. 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 says, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church." said, we're going to take care of the church. People like this, we're not going to let them stay. We feed the church of God by preaching. That's what he tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. We're to give men what the word of God says. We're to reprove and rebuke. That's two parts negative. And exhort is only partially positive. So as I heard years ago in a lesson that was on preparation for preaching, the statement was made that a biblical message is one that is two parts negative and only partially positive. And any message that doesn't measure up to that is not the message we should be preaching. We're to preach all the counsel of God. Paul tells him in Acts chapter 20, verse 26 and 27, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. We're to give men what the Word of God says. As we've seen, reprove, rebuke, exhort. Well, what if others come around and say we shouldn't be preaching like that? Well, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 3 and 5 says, If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, 
but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. What are we to do? From such, withdraw thyself. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.